just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, we'll see if good things will happen for us. Yep. Here we are again. Justition at 78. There's a monotone to my voice because I stink. God, do I stink these past two months. But um, I'm betting responsibly. So that's the key. To, that's the key. Lowering units. Smart. Yeah. You just keep, you keep them there. You don't, you don't chase. So I've been awesome. chasing a little bit. I gotta That's be honest. That's the lesson right there, folks. I've, I, I've been the past couple of weeks. I've felt really good about some things. I thought the model was doing well in college football. It crushed it last year. Fifty nine percent, not a big deal. Um, but right now, we got to reevaluate and uh, spend a little time on that. But um, you know, definitely going to keep going as we evolve here. But uh, gentlemen, how's the week going so far? Um, I think you both are faring a little better than me, which is, it, it makes me feel good. Keeps the good vibes up. A little better. Um, I mean, besides that absolutely crushing Monday night, oh, like, the, that was brutal last I just, night. Um, um, I just want to get this out on the airwaves. Um, Russ, you come on the show anytime. Um, I, I just want that out there. Um, the fact I've not been your biggest fan in the past, but I will say the fact that your brand new head coach took the ball out of your hands, let that the clock management is a fucking joke. Not often on Russell Wilson's side, but right now I am not good. Just very, very poor. So many things wrong. I mean, yeah, the trips to the, the fumbles in the red zone, we, you know, you, that stinks, obviously. If you convert those two, we're probably not talking about, you know, all the, sh the shit at the end of the game probably doesn't happen. But yikes. What's that? Nathaniel Hackett, right? That's the, that's the Broncos' mm -hmm. new coach. Yeah, not not a good start, buddy. Former Bills, uh, Bills offensive coordinator. Really? Jesus. Who was playing quarterback with him? Uh, I think it was Fitz. Oh, okay. Never mind. Understandable. Amish rifle. I'm like pretty sure. <clears throat> Let me get uh, – you can continue on. I just want to make sure. Is there, is there a uh, – do we think we're going to see Fitz at a Bills game this year? Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator of the Bills. Uh, oh, the, yeah, no, even worse. Even worse. Uh, he was hired by Doug Marone. Mm. Uh, is, that EJ, is that EJ Manuel? Oh, yeah, buddy. It was no. EJ Manuel, <laughs> Thad Lewis, and Jeff Toole. Yeah, buddy. Cool time. There but he had go. a prolific running game with halfbacks CJ Spiller and Fred Jackson. Would you call that run game prolific? <laughs> By the, at the time for the Bill standards, yes, thousand percent. Probably almost got the three yards to carry. Um, I like this 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 Wikipedia page about this is summing up his stint as offensive coordinator is pretty funny. When Kyle Orton took over for Manuel as the Bills quarterback the, the following year, the team finished with a more respectable passing offense, but the run game suffered. A more respectable passing <laughs> offense is the words used. That's just, we went from shit to like, all right. <laughs> oh, damn. That's uh, so funny. That was could, 20, we, 2013. So we were almost coming up on a decade, and it's crazy to see where we are at a decade later. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Absolutely. Um, two. Sabres can do the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's hope the Sabres can do the same. 
Toons is Steelers, big win. Yeah. Oh. I mean, just Tell me about it. I it mean, was... the, the that was that was a wild game. I was like, we're gonna have two ties, you know, with the Colts situation and everything. Like, I thought we we're gonna have two ties week one. Wild end of the game, wild overtime, special teams extravaganza, but a win's a win. I don't don't love the fact that TJ Watt is now out for at least the next six weeks or so. So I did see that they said that there was no uh, no um, surgery needed, which is Yeah, they just good. confirmed today no surgery. So that's good. He's not gonna miss the whole year, but he will be out for at least five to six weeks. So I think that he wouldn't be able to come back till probably week seven or eight, yeah, maybe like week seven. So that sucks. Um, yeah, oh, it's especially because really you know a guy like that, it's that's you're losing your team's best player right on both sides of the football, and to you know obviously they had four interceptions or three three four interceptions in that game. They had four three interceptions, four takeaways. Um, and he was right at the center. Of five. Yeah, and he was right at the center of basically all of those. You know, he had obviously had the one where he jumped up and snagged it out of the air where most guys just bat it down because he's a freak. And then when he's not getting the uh, the interception or the forced fumble himself, he's probably the one that caused the forced throw. So it's like it's it's really tough to think about what that defense is going to do moving forward. Cause I thought they did a lot of things extremely well, not on the offensive side of the ball, of course, but the defensive side of the ball, when you go in against a team that played in the super bowl last year and a quarterback like Joe Burrow, and you basically own him for the majority of that game, that's pretty exciting to see, but Steelers play calling again, proven to me, it was never. It was never a number seven issue. It was never Roethlisberger. I don't care that he was thirty-eight. I don't care that he came off elbow surgery. They've got the athletes now. They've got the quarterback they wanted, and Matt Canada is continuing to call bullshit plays. It's it's it's, it's so ridiculous. And then is they it, run. Then they run something cool, right? Where they'll get like Chase Claypool out there in an end around, and he'll run for a first down and get a nice gainer. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now we're going to go right back to run it up the middle on first down, run it up the middle on second down, and then throw it for five yards short of the sticks on third down. Like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Was a I, – I don't know. I got nothing was it, for you was, on it, that. was it Money Mitch under center? Yeah. 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 And Mitch, Mitch looked – he looked fine, but it was Mitchie. weird because, like – he looked fine. He delivered a couple nice balls with a guy in his face, like where he just kind of floated it right over the defender, hit Najee Harris for a, uh, a short pass that turned into their only offensive touchdown of the day. But it just – it was one of those things where I was scratching my head at the play calling because I was like, you've got a guy under center now who's young, he's healthy, he's been to the playoffs a couple times before, you've got good athletes around him. Why aren't you letting him do more than you let a 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger with a shot elbow do? It's a very valid point. I just it doesn't make sense to me. They were calling plays like like it was still the same situation and it's not. So I I don't know. I I'm not a coach. I've never you know claimed to be one, but weekends like this watching some things where 
you know, maybe play calling like that with the Steelers or clock management by some coaches. Some some weekends I find myself sitting there on the couch scratching my head and I'm like, I think you give anyone that plays Madden with an Xbox controller uh, a headset on the sideline and they would manage the game better than this. <laughs> like there's ti- there's times that I legitimately think that. <laughs> uh... But hey, what do I know? I you know I only led my franchise team to three straight Super Bowls in Madden '09. So yeah, nine and one so yeah. far in football picks this year. Not a big deal. So, yeah, not a big deal. Um, so yeah, <laughs> not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That the the start I'm on right now, uh, not good, not good at all. Um, you know, I I just gotta. I got to get this out there. Um, there were two teams that were added to the blacklist this week. Um, you probably would guess one. I just aforementioned due to uh, uh, Nathaniel Hack. Not even Hack, it's just a fucking hack. Um, and his hack clock management. Um, so the Broncos are going to be on there for, for the time being. Um, just, uh, you know, just not impressed by them. You know, they, they seem to move the ball well. And, you know, some of the play calling just it's I don't I don't like it. And, you know, let's be honest. You got beat by Geno Smith. All right. It's it's understandable. A lot of distractions. Maybe Russ coming back. But is Geno Smith back? People are asking. Was I Geno mean, Smith I mean, Geno there Smith to begin with? Back. I mean, I mean, I'll tell you what, Derek, back in the day, West Virginia, <laughs> West Virginia, Geno mm. Smith was OK. We're talking about professional and non-professional Geno Smith. Yeah, but also to be fair to Geno here. Um played great. When you get drafted by the New York Jets, you don't have a prayer. Nope. No. Nope. At least at the quarterback position. Nope. Right? Like look at Sam Darnold. Yeah. Geno Smith, Sam Darnold like these are guys that coming out of college were, were very solid quarterbacks. And you just, when you get drafted by the jets, you don't have a prayer. It's been time tested since what Joe Namath for fuck's sakes. Like it's just, it's just not good. Who's the, who is like the next best guy they've had? Vinny Testaverde. Maybe Chad Pennington for a period of time. Oh God. Anyway. Right. I didn't think we would. I got to be honest. If we were getting on the history, Mark, of actually, Mark Sanchez. I won't even. I won't even. I won't even fumble. I won't even disrespect Mark Sanchez because I think that he has maybe one of the single funniest plays in NFL history with yeah, just fumble. running into his offensive lineman for the butt fumble. But realistically, Mark Sanchez took two teams to AFC championships back-to-back seasons with the New York Jets. So, like, so he, was, he legitimately, two games yeah, like, two years he legitimately played well in those uh, in those years. So, Mark Sanchez was not bad. So, I guess I'll give credit there. Mark Sanchez was God, the, the AFC one. sucked back then, huh? Um, I mean, the AFC East did. He still made it out of, I mean, they, yeah, I they mean, made it out of the fucking – that's why the Patriots made it so far every year. I mean, they won Super Bowls, they finished. Not that they weren't good, but I mean, let's be let's be objective here in terms of uh, 
you know, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets for a period of time. Outside those two seasons with the Jets, I mean, the Patriots had six games every year where, you know, you were guaranteed pretty much to go five and one. Like, you know, it's – that was a bad division. Now, now it, I still don't think it's that good of a division. It's just a new good team at the top. Now it's the Bills that are just going to run the shit in that division. But I still don't think it's a good division. Makes sense. But, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. But, I, yeah, Geno Smith, people are asking, is he back? We'll see. We'll see what he does the next few weeks. Um, who else is on your blacklist, Benny? Notre Dame, I'm assuming? <laughs> Yeah, um, so I got distracted. I'm looking up something. We brought up the butt fumble, uh, one of the funniest plays in NFL history. I got one that I think I laughed harder at, um, a more recent one. I'm trying to dig up the clip and send it to Derek so he can play it because it it's, it's, it's a few different things combined, but it's, it's incredible. A lot of people probably remember it, but I will contend that it is, to me, equally as funny as the butt fumble. Um, yeah, Notre Dame – I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. See, it's funny you said that because I thought about oh it. Oh, my God. I, t- I tell you what. I had the single biggest gambling loss of my entire life that the amount I will not disclose, but there were more than three figures before that decimal point. Um, <laughs> and I I lost that in one night on Notre Dame football uh-huh. um, a handful of years ago now. And um, – I had him on my blacklist, but as I mentioned before, front of the program, uh, one of my buddies went there for school, big Notre Dame guy. I usually ride with him on those bets. They come off my blacklist every time I put them on. They last on there about a week, and then I go right back to them. And uh, I think Notre Dame, though, interestingly enough, after that loss, is it bad that part of me now I didn't bet Notre Dame this past week and I'm really glad I didn't. Um, Mm -hmm. But is it bad that I looked at them being favored by like nine or 10 against Cal this week and Cal is not good and being like, this is where you hammer the Irish because they're coming off of two losses. Marcus Freeman's pissed and now they're playing a PAC 12 team. That's not very good. Like part of me is like, this is the time that you hammer them because this is where they're going to get pissed and need to show up. Yeah. But I can understand when people are a little bit gun shy after uh, losing a Marshall. It's my friends are side note. I told, I told my friends that I was betting on them. My buddy went, my buddy, one of my good friends, uh, him and his family go to a Notre Dame game every single year, and uh, they chose that one. So that's tough. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, tough. no, like the thing that I I won't even say that I feel bad about with Notre Dame, but I was thinking about my buddy on Saturday, and I texted him like Monday, being like, "You, how how you feeling after this weekend kind of deal?" And he was like. Yeah, it doesn't help my uh, Clemson game uh, resale value, but, uh, you know, it's whatever. Now we can just, you know, focus on having fun and not stressing out about making a playoff or anything like that. But I think with Notre Dame, what's tough, too, is I feel bad in a sense for, like, the Notre Dame alums that are obviously, like, big Notre Dame diehard super fans because any time Notre Dame loses a game, 
And it doesn't matter if it's to a team like Marshall or if it's to Alabama or Ohio State. Everybody else in the world that is not a Notre Dame fan immediately gravitates toward any comment section they can find to talk about how dog shit Notre Dame is and they never deserve a big game and they're always a lot down. They haven't been relevant forever. Like, this team stinks. And I kind of feel bad because, like, that's not always the case, but it's just how the internet works is nobody has a reasonable opinion when they go online. It's just one extreme or the other. Um, But yeah, not not a great look for uh, Notre Dame football here. Um, yeah, not a good start for the new coach either. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, your first two games you lose. And the first game, obviously not a big deal, right? You'll lose by – An impressive 11, loss. Yeah, like you lose by 11 points on the road at Ohio State, who's obviously a favorite to be in the in the college football playoff and contending for the national title. So, like, that's certainly not a bad loss. And if that was your only loss of the season, you probably still make the playoff. But – to then follow that up with a loss on Marshall, I mean, your season's over, right? Like, that's what's different about college football is, you know, in the NFL, if you lose a game week one or two, it's like whatever, right? If you're the Cincinnati Bengals, if you're the Los Angeles Rams, it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? You lost week one, there's 16 more games to go. College football, you lose a game early, especially to a team that's not good, you're done. You lose two games early, like, you might as well book your ticket to the, you know, Popeye's Bowl, the Popeye's Bahamas Bowl, because you're going seven and six this year, and you're going to get a pity bid. But right, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they respond. Um, it's just a perennial college program, though. You know, it's whether you love them or you hate them, there there's always eyes on them. There, it's always uh, something interesting to tune in for. But um, it's like it's like the Yankees or the Lakers or the Cowboys, right? Like they yeah. are one of the most recognizable brands in college football. So, you know, people either love them or they love the college game. athletics in general. But yeah, I mean, pe- people love them or they love to hate them, and you know, either way, they're getting talked about. Right. Um, really quick before we continue, Derek, I don't know if you saw the link I sent you in the chat um, when we brought up the uh, funniest plays. Uh, this one is combined with the announcer's reaction to what happened on the field. Um, I, I laughed. I was watching this, this game live and then quickly after on Twitter, I saw this and I, um, I think I cried laughing for a good 20 minutes at uh, the announcer's reaction to, to what happened here. I don't know if you want to play it because the audio is absolutely gold. I don't know if anyone's seen this. It's a Thursday night game, I believe, Giants versus the Eagles. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, like a few years ago maybe. Is this Daniel Jones just falling down? Yep. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the radio broadcast with Ross Tucker on there. Um, so, yeah. I think it's going to start muted, though. But they're playing to the scouting report. Shotgun formation. Jones fakes it. Now he runs. He's got a huge hole. 25-30. And there he goes. Daniel Jones stumbles down at the 15. He could not get there. Running out of gas. Jones had nothing 
but green grass in front of them. And that typifies what this has been all about. He is down at the eight. But they're playing to the scouting report. That's brutal. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, what a, what a play call, though. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so good. What a Such call. a good play call and just Ross Tucker just uncontrollably cracking up in the background. It's so good. I like how they also were like, they're uh, like, oh, he ran out of gas. Like, no, that guy <laughs> fucking fell. Like, he yeah. fell flat on his face. Oh, man. That was Ran so out good. of gas. That's when you save in the collection when you're having a day. You go back and rewatch it. Just a timeless one. Um, but, yeah, so I think, um, you know, overall, not pleased, you know, just regarding the, the, the betting. You know, you had the Notre Dame situation. Um the over in the Texas A&M Appalachian State, um, obviously it was on basically upset alert all day. I just whiffed on that one. Um, Miami Southern Miss, um, I thought Miami could have kind of – they just – they got up pretty early. They were just kind of coasting, and Southern Miss just rolled over like a fucking leaf. Um, so, yeah, it was, a, it was a rough one. Rough few picks there, but you know what? You, you got to be in it to win it, as we say. We're going to bounce back this weekend. That's all you can try to do. You know, you know what, Benny? Um, I said this at the uh, blackjack table this weekend, um, and, uh, you know, it still rings true here. You're either hot or you're due, but you're never done. That's right. How did you do? How did you do in blackjack? Literally broke exactly even. That's always good exactly even it was kind of a frustrating uh thing i was up a little bit at the end and then we had to uh, we had to cash out so that we could get over we went to the pirates cardinals game on saturday night and uh walked over to the stadium from the casino um and I what was casino was that right there rivers casino in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, so we were there and uh i was up a little bit and i was like i set aside the money that i came with and I was like, okay, I'm going to put everything that I've won. It was like me and then my buddy who's the groom. It was his bachelor party. I was like, you know what? I'm going to put everything that I'm up right now positive on this one hand of blackjack to see if I could just double it real quick. And if not, whatever, I break even. I put it in. Cards come around. I'm pumped. I get like queen 10. I'm sitting at 20. I'm sitting mm. pretty. Dealer flips 21, takes my money. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. But it was fun. We had a great time. Um, the, the groom ended up uh, up a few hundred bucks. So it was uh, it was fun. And I'm glad that, uh, that he was able to have a good weekend. But it was actually hilarious because it brought me back to like, oh, I'm so back with the gambling. Because I'm sitting, <laughs> so I'm sitting there at the blackjack table and I've got the seat all the way to the left. And the pit boss like came over. Our dealer was really cool, so I'm chatting with him. And then the pit boss is standing there talking, and the TV with the pit Tennessee game that I had bet on is right over my left shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I got pit plus six in this game or whatever. And he goes, he's like, oh. And then he's giving me like little updates when he walks by of like what's going on behind me, like a real boss. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to that guy. Um, but, you know. It's uh, it's fine. We had we still had a good weekend on college football, and uh, you know we're we're back, baby. Yeah. So I mean, dudes, with that, do you want to you know take us through what you got this week, or anything else you want to talk about from your successful week two? Yeah, I mean, week two mm -hmm. overall, I'll pull up my uh, 
my little tracker here. Week two is a little different. So that Pitt Tennessee game, when I gave it out on the show last week, I think it was at plus seven and a half when I looked earlier in the day on Tuesday last week. Um, so I did like that. Unfortunately, I didn't lock into it until like Friday evening, right before I drove to Pittsburgh. So it had moved to Pitt plus six. So what I gave out on the show actually hit because Pitt lost by seven. But personally, I did take a loss there. So we'll put a little asterisk on that one. Um, that's like I mentioned, you know, sometimes lines move and it might not be as favorable as, as you like. And you might decide not to take it later. Uh, but Iowa State plus three and a half. I liked them to win outright, but I took them at plus three and a half just to give the cushion. They won outright. Um, you know, I just I think Iowa's a bunch of frauds. Um and Iowa State went in there and, and got the win. Florida minus six and a half. I liked them. Kentucky went in. They played a good football game. Uh, they're a good team. I just thought Florida uh, would have, you know, maybe pulled that one out, and they didn't. So, you know, is what it is. That was my, that was my one loss uh, for the uh, the college football slate. I also had USC uh, minus nine on the show. I ended up getting them at minus eight. They covered easily against Stanford and then BYU Baylor. Um, what a what, wow. what a game! So so we're out all night, right? We get back to the to the Airbnb, start having a couple beers there, hanging out, unwind, and I was like, yeah, throw the BYU Baylor game on. I got something on this. I had BYU minus three in that game, three and a half on the show. I would have taken them anyway. They ended up being minus three. They go to double overtime and win it with a touchdown to get the cover. Unbelievable. Both kickers missed uh, chip shot field goals multiple times. Um, just an unbelievable college kickers moment in that game. Uh, but BYU pulled it out as I, uh, as I thought they may at home against Baylor, who, you know, they were all right, but they, they couldn't come away with the win. So all in all, Three and two, four and one, if you want to count it based on what I gave on Pitt for the show. So either nine and one or eight and two on the season through two weeks in college football bets. Either way, we're off to a good start. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we're really tracking like what we give out on the show. That's like the best we can do at the time, the lines we have available, right? Everybody yeah. knows most people that are going to be tailing are familiar with how the betting world works. You know, there's going to be changes. There's going to be picks. I'm going to find something on that I didn't get to before we recorded the show each week, right? So, I mean, there, there's obviously other things like, yes, on the show right now, I am two and seven. I am not doing that poorly in college personally, just on my pit. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, they, the NFL ones are in there too, but I'm not doing good in the NFL. College is a little yeah. bit. Yep. Uh, and I, yeah. I got picks for, for this week. Um, I put together four picks this week. That's all I really saw on the slate that I really liked to this point. Maybe I throw a couple more in later. You know, maybe if I have a couple cocktails on Saturday, I'll end up uh, doing something crazy. Find something Saturday. frisky. There you go. Uh, but I have four as well. For the, I, I the highlighted college. highlighted four. The first one being we're going back. We're going back to USC here. Minus twelve against Fresno State. Now this one, Fresno State, their offense. They're no slouch. They are a good football team. But USC's defense through two weeks has nine takeaways. 
and their offense with Caleb Williams transfer quarterback at the helm is just on cruise control with Lincoln Riley. They are an efficiency machine and he's completing like 80% of his passes or something wild. I just think, I just think USC is just too much to, to keep up with for Fresno. Uh, so I went with USC minus 12 um, going uh the one that I'm not as confident about, but I kind of like it just because, is Penn State minus two and a half going to Auburn. Mm. They're on the road against Auburn. Auburn has not played anybody this season. So, you know, Penn State, their offense looked good. They beat Purdue. They looked good against Ohio and then kind of pulled their starters when they got up. Um, but Penn State's offense, I think, is good. And Auburn really like they only won by eight to a team that almost lost to an FCF school. So Auburn, I just don't really think is is anything special. So I'm going to go Penn State minus two and a half. Um, you know, and then uh, I got Michigan State plus three and a half. Um, they are going uh, to Washington. So Michigan State, kind of a unique situation. Washington was unranked. I think they might have gotten put up to like 25th this week. Michigan State's ranked 11th, and they are going on the road to Washington, but they are plus three and a half underdogs. I like that for Michigan State. I think they're a pretty solid team. Uh, So I think they're probably honestly going to win outright, but I'll take the three and a half Mm -hmm. uh, for sure, uh, just in case uh, Washington wins a tight one. And then my last bet, I've been waiting to say this, all week long. Oh, he's going to do it. Texas I got is it back, Texas baby. minus 11. Texas is back, baby. Texas <laughs> minus 11. UTSA is about to get their fucking doors blown off next yes. week. Are you kidding me? Oh. I don't even care that Texas has their backup quarterback in. They damn near beat Alabama. They lost by one to Alabama with their backup quarterback in for most of the game. I do not care what anybody says this year. Texas is back. We are riding that horse to the college football playoff. I love it. That's it. They're they're back. They're they're a spread covering machine. And the reason I I think that they are a team that you can ride all the way is I look at this Texas team, and this game is going to tell us a lot about it, right? You got the Mm. Red River rivalry coming up with Oklahoma October 8th. Can't wait for that one. I've had it circled all summer. Uh, but what what this weekend told us is Texas now with their defense, which has always been the question mark in big games, right? The Big 12 has a reputation for not playing the best defense um, with teams like Texas and Oklahoma. Um, they prove that they can hang with the big boys because they damn near beat Alabama, who had everybody playing this weekend. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, if you're Michigan, you just prove to yourself and everybody else that you can play with anybody in the country. And, you know, if you're if you're Texas, that if you can win out the rest of the season, you're going to the college football playoff. Right. And that's got to be some sort of motivation for you to bury teams like UTSA and to come up big against, you know, teams like Oklahoma in the future and other big 12 matchups, because if you get through the season and you're a one loss team and your one loss is by one point to Alabama, they can't keep going to be in the top three. They they can't keep you out of the playoff. There's no way. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm, 
I'm huge on Texas after this weekend. Texas is back, baby. I've been making this bet for years, and it's finally going to pay off. Texas is back. I love it. That's a loaded card, and um, there's going to be at least a few I'm going to tail on Saturday. I can guarantee you that. Um, There's some that I like because I had a a bit bigger of a slate, and a few of those were in mine that I'm going to leave out just – do my own thing here on the show, but I like your point about Texas with the Red River rivalry coming up because that's going to kick off my first pick with the uh, other side of the coin in that rivalry, which is the Oklahoma Sooners. A bit underwhelming so far as the season's got going by their standards, I would say. They are currently favored by 11 and a half points on the road at Nebraska. I don't think we need to you know, get into what the hell's going on. Uh, Scott Frost, see ya. Yeah, Huskerland, it's not going well. You got the over-under at 67, um, a line of minus 11 and a half. That tells me Vegas thinks there's going to probably be a blowout, but you have that new coach coming in, you know, rejuvenating factor at hand here for Nebraska. Um I think the, you know, the, the Husker fans are going to show up They're You know, they're going to be loud, support the new guy, try and get the, t- you know, things rolling, try and uh, piss on Oklahoma's party here. They're, they're undefeated so far two and oh, but um, like you said, Tudor, I think with the red river rivalry vastly approaching, that's going to be a big one for Oklahoma and Texas. Can I think. I call, Oklahoma- can I call timeout right now? Yeah, go ahead. So with Nebraska, you just mentioned them. Uh-huh. Um, are we on Urban Meyer watch? His wife has to be sick of having him at home. I don't see it. We might be. I don't see it. I I, I don't necessarily see it, but I mean, like, I don't know if you're. If I you're, think he's waiting for a more modern marquee name job to open up. You think so? I think so. I oh. personally, I think he might ride out Notre Dame. Be the perfect rebrand for him. You know, getting all getting all little little loose out there in Ohio State. You know, going back to visit. You know, he's kind of yeah. Reevaluating the, the Catholics versus convicts matchup. It's going to be yeah. Catholics and convicts. Yeah. But uh, yeah, see no, that no. happening. But I, I don't think that's going to happen though. But I, you know, it's not the craziest thing, dudes. You know, they just no, they I, haven't been. because Nebraska's always talked about as this marquee like program, and it's like they work. That's that's the thing, and that's why too people hate Notre Dame, and like it's the same thing with like not the same thing with Nebraska because Nebraska doesn't have like the cult following around the country or the like, recent success or the, or the that recent Notre Dame success. has. You know, yeah. Notre Dame obviously hasn't won a championship, but they've been to the playoff. They've been undefeated or a one loss team. You won know, some whatever. big bowl games. Yeah, so like it it is what it is there, but there's there's this thing, and I'm guilty of it too when you think about like college football teams from like the nineties or the early two thousands, like for how long was everyone looking at Miami and they were like, Oh, this is a really good team. And it's like, no, they're not. They were dog shit for like a decade. They were just really good in like the nineties and early two thousands. And then now they're starting to get good again. Um, Maybe Nebraska gets back there, but yeah, like Nebraska is one of those games. I always look at them on spreads and I'm like, oh, the Huskers, like, I mean, that's Big 12 football. Like, they're, um, you know, or Big 10 football. Like, they're pretty good and whatever. And then I just remind myself, no, like, 
like Nebraska hasn't been that good in a long time. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you, and that that funnels into my pick in this. Uh, I mean, obviously the coach got fired, bad record. They're one and two, right? Like, not good for the way that they lost last week. Um, but here's the simple fact. They're 0-3 against the spread. I don't think this line makes sense to me, given everything that's transpired. I think it's two teams headed in opposite directions. Um, and like I said, I think it's a big thing where Oklahoma, big shakeup, losing their coach, getting some transfers out. You got some transfers in, but they got the, the conference move coming up too. I think this is a spot for them where they could really start to boost some confidence. And I just think we're going to look back on this and the number, we're going to be like, they have, that number is kind of low. Um, so I'm going to take the Sooners minus the 11 and a half. Um, I think my cutoff for this would be if it gets past, you know, if it gets up to, you know, I wouldn't bet it any higher than 14. Um, for, two, for the touch, two touchdowns or less. Yeah, two touchdowns or less is where I would cut that off. But right now, initially, I'm going to take the Sooners minus 11 and a half on the road at the uh, dumpster fire that is Nebraska. Um, into my next pick, um, what is our favorite saying for sports betters, especially um, and it relates to football? Good teams win, great teams cover. BYU showed me a whole bunch last week in that barn burner of a tilt going back to the well. Um, tough matchup on the road at Oregon. Bo Nix stinks. Bo Nix is a fraud. Fraud. He's in the Pac-12. He somehow looks worse in the Pac-12 than he did in the SEC. It's mind-blowing. It might be a new record for a college football quarterback. Fade Bo Nix until he breaks my heart and dummies some random Pac-12 team, and I want to freaking rip his head off, but... He's one of those guys, when he does bad, I'm all on the – like. but as soon as he does good, I'll jump right back on the Bo Nix bandwagon and say Bo's back. But um, right now it's fade Bo Nix. BYU, good teams win, great teams cover, 2-0 against the spread so far this year. Um, getting that plus 3.5 too, so you get the nice hook. I'm going to take BYU plus 3.5 on the road at Oregon. Um, plus 3.5 might be my favorite line. Favorite line. Like, if I see a team that's plus three and a half, even if I don't think they're that good, it's hard for me to not bet them. Yeah, especially if it's a game like this one where it's like two bigger football programs, both ranked. Right. Um, that's like like that Michigan State or this one. It's like it's so tough because it's like, okay, by, by the line being three and a half, that means everyone thinks it's going to be a close game but you're saying there's a chance. Right. So why, why would I not take three and a half where even if we lose by a field goal, we're still covering that three and a half tells me that's like a line that I feel like Vegas is talking to me. Like the odds makers are talking to me or they're like, we think this is going to be like probably at least a touchdown game, but we're not sure. So we're kind of covering our ass with this three and the hook on both sides to try and get you to, you know what I mean? If you can really play both sides of it to where if you think it's going to be at least a touchdown, you're going to bet minus three and a half. But if you think it's going to be closer, you're going to take that three and a hook and just run away with it. Um, so yeah, BYU plus three and a half on the road at Oregon. That will be my second play that I'm going to give out here. I've only been given out three, I believe. Am I chasing a little bit? Possibly, but, this card is speaking to me. So we got to go with the gut. The next one, um, 
similar to the Oklahoma breakdown I gave, you know, maybe a team that's been a bit underwhelming, you know, just, you know, they haven't, you know, played bad, but they're just not off to the start, you know, result wise, I think they would want in a perfect world. And I'm talking about the NC state Wolfpack. They are, I thought about them, Benny, but I can't do it. Uh, you can't. Why not? They, they, week one, man. Week, week one. one. It's week one though. There's yeah. always going to be some funky stuff. So yeah. I thought about that too. I don't hold uh, grudges in life, Benny. I hold grudges against college kids that don't cover spreads. Yeah, I don't. I'm. <laughs> That's a fact. I know. I know. There's there's certain players. There's a basketball player that played at University of Indiana like four years ago that I still he's in the NBA now and I still hate him. Oh, is that uh, Buddy Heel? Romeo Langford. Romeo, never heard of him. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah he ruined my night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, NC State in an interesting spot here. Um, obviously, the the sketchy week one against East Carolina. Um, they are one and one against the spread, um, two and zero record on the year. They're getting in clean minus ten at home versus the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, I just think this is a right the ship spot for NC State. You know, they've, they've had aspirations to be in a big bowl game, it seems like, you know, coming into the season ranked, I believe. You know, not exactly a prime ranking, but they returned a lot of people on both sides of the ball. Um, I just, to me, this, I think again, too, I could see this being like a 14 point game. You know, you could even see it, you know, 13 or 10, something like that, too. But, I think the the home crowd is going to be fired up for this NC State team with a lot of their familiar faces returning. So I'm going to go NC State minus 10 for my third pick. Um, And last but not least, I think most people probably picked it up when I got pumped about Texas's back. Texas minus 11, thinking a lot of the same things Tudor just said. Um, So we're going to have a friendly ride going here with Texas minus 11. Everything the tutor said, I echo. Um, I'm excited to see what Texas can do. A little bit of an adversity spot here, losing uh, losing the original starting quarterback there with a the beautiful, beautiful mullet. Poor bastard. Uh, what's his name again? My, my, I can't. I'm blanking on his yeah, name. No clue. Um, I think Tudor's muted. He's trying to tell me, though. Wait, uh, my bad. Yeah, I am muted. Sorry, you're, talking about, you're thinking about Qu- Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers, yeah. Um, and Hudson, Hudson Card's their backup. He's the kid that came in and played a hell of a game against Alabama. So, right. So yeah, those are my four picks. I got Oklahoma minus eleven and a half. I got BYU plus three and a half. NC State minus ten, and Texas minus eleven. See where we can go with that because I gotta, I gotta catch up here. Hoping for a clean sweep. Uh, knock on wood on that. Derek, um, anything you want to go back over from any from your? I know your pigs took care of business. Um, yeah, they did. Um, I can't bet on them this week uh, for some weird fucking reason. Uh, they're not on the slate. They are playing this week, uh, and they are not on Caesars or any betting apps. So that's kind of weird. It might they might it might be a late ad, but it's also could be because they're playing a weaker school. They're playing they, a terrible school. Yeah, so they might they might not even put anything. I mean, I don't know then because your Wolverines. When the hell are they going to play a real football team? 
All right, take it easy. Um, <laughs> there's a line on them every week, but it's always like minus fucking. It's like minus. Yeah, I'm staying. I'm staying away from them this week because it's yeah minus forty seven. They've covered by. They had forty six last week. They've been playing yeah. like high school teams. Yeah, that's the problem with those big ones, right? Where because they just absolutely floor it for the first, you know, two and a half quarters, and then they get up huge, and then you just back off because you know there's no way they're coming back to win, and. Like it or not, yep. they're not thinking about the point spreads like we are. Well, all right. So here's my uh, – I've, I've only got three. I have three football – I mean, three NFL ones also if we want to get into that. Too. Oh, yeah, we'll hit those right after. Um, so I will be telling all of you guys um, – I will be t- – oh, sorry, Benny. Uh, taking B- BYU plus three and a half on that. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, Coogies. Yep. And then uh, – I just make sure that we have this correct, this line. But my next one going down south for this one, uh, we are going to take Miami plus five and a half against Texas A&M. Ooh, that is a frisky, that frisky one, pick, and I like it. That one, that one, I thought about there. What, what's the line at right now? Plus five and a half, which is it's just bad. it's so tough because I, I also it's feel a bad like number. It's well, it's just more so. I think the fact that like um, SEC, it's it's Texas A and M just came off of a horrible loss with Jimbo Fisher at the helm. I feel like that's a situation where it could just be like a trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, also, I if you like that game though, I have this like with an asterisk next to it because I'm not sure. I saw the over under at 45 for this game. Yeah, I might switch to the over under honestly on that. Um, I don't hate Miami plus five and a half though. But uh, where's the game? Let's, let's Where, keep it. Let's keep it. Miami plus five and a half. We're gonna. Where's the game? It. Is it at Texas A&M? At Texas A&M. But Ooh. I. This could know. be a pick of the year candidate. I think it could be. And then uh, we're going to end it off real nicely. Uh, they are 2-0 against the spread. We are going to be taking Wake Forest at minus 16 and a half. Wake Forest? Who the hell are they playing? Wake Forest. They are playing against Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Yep. Wake Forest at home, minus 16 and a half. That's a good number, too. You're under that 17. Mm-hmm. Football number. I like that pick there. Yep. So that's the three that I got there. Um, and then we'll continue on right to NFL. Love it. Got three more for you for NFL. Um, I like I like what's going on down in uh, East Rutherford. <laughs> something something real weird going on down there. But uh, Brian Dable is getting a lot out of those boys. Uh, I like the way that they looked. They showed a lot of uh, grit. I'm going to take Giants minus two and a half this week. Thought that's a really nice number also. Carolina? Carolina, yes. Carolina stunk. Terrible. Terrible. Baker had to really will it back. Yeah, and the Giants are at home too, so we'll we'll take that. Good Um, number for a a home team there. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Uh, And then um, we'll be taking the cards at plus six. Interesting. A little bounce back spot. I like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a nice bounce back. I thought that they really, I mean, obviously Kansas City is a wagon, no doubt. Um, But I really thought that, I really thought that they showed, you know, they were moving the ball really well. Um, 
I, I, I just think that there that's going to be a bounce back, and plus six really isn't much to cover, honestly. I really don't think that's too bad for them. Um, and they are playing. Uh, where are they? I just had them. Yeah, I was getting. They are playing. This guy's, this they're, guy's play, they're playing picking, Vegas. They're playing this guy's Vegas. Picking matchups, he doesn't even know who he's picking. No, no, no. They're playing Vegas. I was at, he's just not writing them down. He's just he's eye marking them on the screen. I have who the I I have the spreads. I don't have who they're playing against, honestly. Yeah, I, I do it the same way too. Because I use Post-it notes over here, so I only got so much room. The only time I'll write both teams is if it's a total, so we don't confuse with a team total. And then the last trip. game that I have is going to be Minnesota plus one and a half in Philly. Think, mm. uh, think there's something, something brewing over there in uh, Minnesota. Justin Jefferson is a monster. Um, Dalvin Cook, real good. Uh, I just don't think that. Uh, I think, uh, I think Philly is. They're good. They're solid. I think Jalen Hurts. I just don't know how bought in I am to them. A lot of new pieces there. Yeah, a lot of new pieces, and um, Philly loves doing this thing where they love just like falling apart at home, and then their fans just get on them and they start throwing things at their own team, and it's hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that we we could possibly see that real early. I dig it. Um, my card's very simple for the NFL. Um, probably not going to add too much. Maybe on the day, if we have a good day Saturday, might take some risks, try and double down. We will see. Initially here, um, the Ravens historically steamroll teams in their home opener. Um, I don't have exact numbers for you. I, I lost that tab, but they are a successful home team in the home openers. Um, I just think three and a half is a bit of a tricky number. Um, but, uh, they are playing the New York jets, I believe. So, or no, they just played the jets. Yeah. I'm doing it. They're playing, uh, they are playing Miami. That's right. Miami, um, at home. Like I said, uh, they, they do well at home there. Uh, I think Miami, I just think this is going to be the first real test for them. Um, obviously, the Patriots, I don't know what the hell's going on there. Um, it's, it's just going to be a much different test. Things looked uh, – because the Dolphins didn't look great to me, but there was – because I watched a good amount of that game. But I just think it's going to be a tougher test. And I think, you know, history speaks for itself. The Ravens are historically good in home openers. And Lamar Jackson's on the prove-it tour right now. Didn't agree to the contract. Um, you know, pretty good team coming in, um, you know, looked good week one in the Dolphins. Um, a lot of new pieces there, a lot of a lot of talent in that roster. So I think this is a good spot for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to show what they got in front of the home fans. And uh, I like them because I do think this line is going to move down to maybe a three or a two and a half. So but I would I'm still comfortable taking it at minus three and a half as as things stand. Um and then plain and simple, I there's you don't get rich betting against Nick Saban. You also do not get rich betting against Aaron Rodgers. The Packers stunk last week. Terrible. Awful on offense. I don't see it being a thing, you know, back to back. He's got some new receivers. They're started to gel a little bit, but honestly, the 
the the the front the trenches matchup just didn't go well. They were able to pressure him, not giving him time to do his progressions. Um, you had Zadarius Smith on that Vikings line on a mission, not happy with how he was treated and leaving Green Bay. And um, you know that that kind of fueled the front. It seemed like for the Vikings last week. So they are going to be at home Sunday night football against the Chicago Bears. Um, I think this line had the Packers not looked so bad and the Bears somehow beat the 49ers in that monsoon game. I think this line is closer to, you know, maybe a 12, but I'm just, it's a clean, even number. Um, I think that line's also probably going to come down to a little bit because you're going to have people that are bullish on the Bears after beating a team like the Niners. So we shall see, but I'm, again, comfortable taking the Packers minus 10. Those are my two NFL picks this week. I think there's going to be a lot of people, like you said, on the Bears um, after that game, but I'm not not counting that game. That, that game was like a fucking – It's a monsoon. Like, it was like a fucking – Yeah, it was storm. a monsoon. It's like playing like in the middle of a snowstorm game. It doesn't count. It's stupid. Right. It's all wonky. Um, great scenes, though. Justin Fields doing the fucking slip and slide on the turf. Yeah, it looks great, no doubt, but like – False is, sense is, of hope is, for is Bears fans. How, yeah, is this how we want to really uh, um, it, there's yeah, it's a false sense of hope. I mean, it's tough to like it, how how can you judge your team off of a rain a rain win? You know, they're smart fans in Chicago. I think they know that, but you still feel for them. Shout out to my father, Pete, lifelong Bears fan. Hope hope the ship gets ready for you there, pops. Um, Toots, I'm guessing you got nothing in the NFL. You sticking to the bread and butter, or is you got anything you like there? I could not hate the NFL more. Yeah, I'm um, about these two picks away from not giving out picks on the NFL. For yeah, the rest I of mean, the year. one like I just I think I shouldn't say for the rest of the year, no, but the NFL, the NFL is tough. And then when I think back to it, I think back to when I was betting the entire slate every weekend. And it was one of those things where I feel like what I used to do is I would consistently bet really well on Saturdays in college football. And I'd make, I'd make my money on Saturdays. And then on Sundays I would hammer all the NFL games and I'd have teams win and not cover or lose games that they should be, you know, winning or whatever, which obviously happens, right? It's gambling. I think winning and not covering is winning and not covering is the in the NFL. It's the worst thing in the world. If if I bet Two on my three team, this past week, like you if said. If I bet on a team and they don't cover, I would rather have them lose by a hundred. Mm. Like it was I, like last night. I was like yeah. I just I was at, at a certain point when I saw that dork the hack I'm going to call him Nathaniel Hackett running that clock down, not using the three timeouts. And I knew they were going to go for the field goal. I said, just miss it. Just miss it. Lose, lose the game. Don't care. I know I'm not going to cover my bet. So you, you, this guy hopefully misses. It also helped too, that the Broncos kicker, I was playing against him in fantasy. So it was nice to see him miss that. It's just uh, NFL is like, I feel like that's where I would lose all of it. And then I'd be back down to like pretty close to even, or maybe even down some weeks. And it's like, you're on the treadmill. Yeah. Like why not? Why at that point, like why am I even grinding through Saturdays? Like, why don't I just make my money on college football and then call it a day? Exactly. That's where I'm getting to very quickly at this point. I got to write the ship a little bit on the, what I'm looking for in college, but Hey, 59% last year. It's no fluke. 
the form's there. Just got to find it. Just got to find it. That's about all I got this week, um, everybody. Hopefully you didn't tail me. Hopefully you've been tailing Tudor on Saturdays. I have God, been. God, I haven't been doing so great. Um, but I, I assure you, I will fix this. I will be better. I owe it to all, you two and all of you listening. I will get better. Um, so, yeah, another great week here. Um, money to be made on the slate. Uh, let's let's see. Uh, what, what is the saying? Uh, winning bets, minimal sweats. That's what we got to go for. Um, thanks as always, everybody. Uh, like we've been mentioning, we got a lot cooking for guests too. Um, just scheduling has been a nightmare for tons of different people. We're, we're chipping away though. We're, we're lining some things up, um, but we're going to keep, keep the consistency going, consistency going, give you some good content here. We got football's back. So, and gambling's legal. So let's give you guys some tips because we're all degenerates here. So responsibly, responsible degenerates. Yeah, don't bet money you can't afford to lose, folks. Yeah, don't. Just, just don't do it. There's always another game. There's always another bet. Wait it out. Anyways, what the fuck do we know? Especially me, two and seven. What a joke. Um, folks, thanks for listening as always. We'll be back next week for another brand new episode. Good luck this weekend. Hopefully you win a shit ton of money. And if you do, let us know about it so we can celebrate with you. See you next week, everybody.